Hey guys, welcome to the Marketplace Cafe. I'm Itunu here with your News Explained segment, The Marketplace Latte. So first of all, I just want to say thank you so much to everyone that replied to the polls that I put up on the Marketplace Cafe's Instagram. If you don't already know, that's at the.marketplacecafe on Instagram. I'm always doing polls on there. I'm always asking questions on the Instagram story because I want to know what you want to know. So you should definitely give it a follow and engage with all the polls and all the things that I do on the Instagram story. I really want to know what, what you're thinking. In this episode, we will be talking about your top news story from last week. Um, so I did a poll asking you what you wanted to know more about. And um, the top news story was youth unemployment, which I'm not actually surprised about. In the last episode, we talked about a study done by the Resolution Foundation, a UK-based research and policy organisation. And we talked about the part of their study that predicted that there could be a rise in unemployment of more than 10% among young people leaving education after GCSEs. And also people who may normally have opted for apprenticeship schemes. And this generally is because businesses at the moment are cutting costs. They're really not looking to spend more than they absolutely need to. And reading the study made me think about university graduates this year and not just this year, but then over the next few years, because the truth is coronavirus is not just going to affect this year. In 2023, we might still be talking about or seeing the impacts of coronavirus. So I was just generally thinking that how will jobs be affected? Is there going to be a drastic change in the available jobs? Is youth unemployment now going to become a huge thing? Um, what exactly is going to happen and most of you probably had similar or the same questions because if not you probably wouldn't have voted for youth unemployment and this pretty much what we're going to be talking about in this episode we'll be talking about affected sectors and sectors where opportunities may open up over the next few months or few years the first thing i looked for was some sort of global youth unemployment rates and predictions of how that might change but i didn't actually find very much on that i don't think that there is i'm not sure but i don't think that there is a global youth unemployment rate but what i did find was um some predictions given by the international labor organization and they predict that about 38 percent of the jobs held by the global workforce Um, are at risk at the moment and that's affecting 1.25 billion workers Um, and the key sectors and the key areas that have been affected are retail trade, accommodation, food services and manufacturing. The thing is generally it has been found um, from studies done on past recessions that when total unemployment rises usually the most affected, the people that are most affected are the people on the extreme ends of the labour force. Um, So older people um, usually would get pushed into early retirement and young people usually tend to be the first to lose their jobs. And I think that the reason why this might be is because, um, because younger people would have less experience, 
um, they probably are less skilled and therefore to some extent you can say that they might be less valuable to businesses so they would be the ones to lose their jobs first and there is something about high unemployment at the beginning of a young person's working career that could negatively affect their pay and their employment prospects um, in general in the future. Um, so the Resolution Foundation in this same study, um, they say that a 6.1% increase in unemployment when someone leaves um, full-time education could lead to them being 13% less likely to still be in employment three years after leaving education. I'm just thinking about why exactly that might be. Um, I don't know. I, I think that that might be because maybe when there's high unemployment, youth or young people don't necessarily tend to go for their first choice or, um, yeah, they don't necessarily tend to go or they might not necessarily tend to go for their first choice of employment. They might just want to get employed and therefore go for any job that is available. So three years down the line, they might now have come out of that job um, as a result of them not even being in the job that they wanted to be in in the first place. I don't know, just my thoughts. Before we actually start talking about the sectors that have been affected, I just wanted to give you a fun fact, which is that I was reading a Forbes article and it was talking about four industries that are still hiring in the midst of COVID-19. Many people, when they think about coronavirus, they think about unemployment and yes, because pretty much those are the headlines. Um, and they think of negative things pretty much. But this article is just highlighting that some some sectors actually have are are hiring at the moment. The, the thing is, um, yes, some sectors are doing poorly at the moment, but also some sectors are looking to employ people. And I could just tell you um, the sectors that they were talking about. So they're talking about pharmacies. Um, Yes, a lot of people are getting prescription, medication and all of that. Um, so pharmacies are still hiring at the moment. Teleworking software, that is telecommunication. So definitely Zoom, Zoom, their share prices have gone up. Um, Zoom, Slack, yeah, Slack as well. Um, also grocery stores, people are definitely doing um, grocery shopping. And I'm not sure if demand for groceries has gone up but people are definitely still doing grocery shopping um some people are bulk buying i'm not sure if people are still bulk buying but people were bulk buying at some point um and so grocery stores they needed help and all of that also there's tech support um so remote remotely helping people and walking them through um tech support that is another thing where they're um where employment is actually still happening at the moment so if you're looking for a job you can look in these you can look you can look in these industries um so yeah that's a piece of good news i guess now on to affected sectors 
where the world is is quite unique at the moment in the sense that some specific sectors have been affected quite significantly especially compared to others and the thing is that no one really knows for sure how long these effects are going to last the travel industry which we talk about all the time has already cut a significant number of jobs the international air transport association says that they estimate that 25 million jobs have or will be affected. I think that whether or not these jobs will be lost permanently will depend on how long the virus lasts and how much consumer demand is affected by the virus. I know that at the moment, in terms of business travel, business travel might not be 100% restored because a lot of businesses are seeing that it's not that essential. So in that regard, consumer demand might forever be dented um, and also there are a lot of industries behind the scenes that depend on the airline or the airplane industry aviation industry um so there are air- airplane manufacturers so for example today i believe rolls royce was saying that they um are likely to cut nine thousand jobs um rolls royce produces airplane engines and they have taken a hit because the airline industry has taken a hit Of course, we have to talk about oil. <laughs> we always talk about oil. And oil companies are also trying to cut costs at the moment because oil prices are falling drastically um, and their revenues are falling as a result. Jobs could suffer. It is predicted that there could be 21% reduction in jobs, especially in the oil service industry. And then finally, um, the non-food re- the retail industry in general, which includes the non-food retail as well as food service industry, they actually are in a very interesting position at the moment. Um, most countries are doing this whole easing lockdown thing, but this sector is, is still suffering because there are social distancing measures that they have to adhere to. I was reading an article, um, I think it was on CNN Business, where um, they were doing kind of like a case study on um, a small restaurant business. And he, he had opened because um, I think he was in Texas um, and his business had opened of course they're doing the whole social distancing um and as a result of that um this small restaurant can only open up to 25 percent of their customer capacity of course um you can't employ 100 percent of your um employees if you are only catering to 25 percent of your customers definitely some people will be working part-time some people might be fired and might have to get their wages from the government which is furlough Even though the article that I looked at zoomed in on one business, many other food service businesses and other retail businesses like clothing stores, for example, are experiencing the same thing. The whole retail industry is seeing pretty much the same thing on a large scale. The thing about some of these job losses is that no one knows whether they will return. The world may just learn to live without them and that definitely creates a lot of uncertainty especially for recent graduates or people about to graduate um even internships have been affected as well for people still at university um businesses right now are trying to cut costs um and some of them haven't moved their internships to virtual internships there's a lot of work that goes into doing that 
And if they're trying to cut costs as well, um, they might not be prioritizing internships at the moment. Um, in terms of statistics, LinkedIn um, says that about there has been a 60% reduction in um, internships available on LinkedIn. So that just gives a bit of context in terms of how much internships have gone down this year. And this could also affect future employment because we all know how much employers love internships. Also, statistically, um, studies show that students who do have internships are more likely to get employed over those who do not. But the thing is, everyone knows about coronavirus. Um, so hopefully it should be taken into account in the future that internships were cancelled this year and all of that. So I don't I'm not sure in terms of how much future employment would be impacted by the fact that your internship got cancelled this year. Now that we've spoken about sectors where jobs have been lost and generally sectors that have been affected, we can now talk about opportunities. Um, one industry that seems to really be benefiting from lockdown is tech. Um, and this may continue in the future, most likely. Tech jobs were on the rise already um, before coronavirus, so this probably is just going to improve that. Um, right now, there is an increased demand for fintech solutions. Fintech is technology and finance. There is a higher demand for fintech solutions. People are doing less face-to-face -face transactions in terms of money, financial transactions. Um, so there's a lot of online financial transactions being done and obviously fintech solutions come in there. And also this brings up the issue of online security we have an increased demand for security online, which again is tech related. So opportunities in tech. Another thing is manufacturing. Lockdown has affected economic activity as a whole. Um, and that definitely includes manufacturing. But in normal circumstances, about 28% of the world's manufacturing is done in China, which is the highest share of manufacturing done in any country. Um, that just means that the world is quite reliant on China when it comes to manufacturing. And this might actually change in the future because coronavirus has um, disrupted global um, supply chains. Travel restrictions have reduced world trade. Lockdown has reduced economic activity and global supply chains have been impacted. Um, so in the future, many countries may be looking into moving manufacturing or the source of their supply um, for manufactured goods closer to them. North American countries might be looking into moving some manufacturing to South America, for example, or to their countries. This creates a lot of opportunity for countries where manufacturing might not be done at the moment. It, it creates a lot of opportunity and it could be an opportunity for some sort of economic redistribution, so some sort of income redistribution. But again, in terms of how this is going to work, it probably depends a lot on investors and where investors are willing to go. There are definitely several other potential opportunities as well. 
I've been quite biased in terms of the ones that I've looked at, but I'll just list a few. Um, so there may be more insurance opportunities going forward. People um, might be less willing to take risks. People might be buying more insurance to protect them against any unexpected events in the future. There may be also more opportunities in risk management. Um, people, again, um, want to be prepared for any unexpected events in the future, so they may be employing more risk managers. There might also be more opportunities in medical research. Um, definitely, the world is reliant on medical research and we're seeing a lot of need for medical research right now in terms of studying coronavirus and finding a vaccine. So just in the future, um, that might be something that increases in terms of wanting to study future potential diseases and um, genetics and also just improving the development of vaccines. Maybe they might want to um, find ways to develop vaccines faster or something. <laughs> I had to put in <laughs> a humanities one because I realized that most of, most of the options were pretty STEM based. There might be changed opportunities in law. For example, um, arbitrations could possibly move online um, and they may be more open to doing things less traditionally. And then the final opportunity that I wanted to talk about was inspired by a news story that popped up on the Marketplace Cafe's Instagram feed um, this week. It was, I can't remember who posted it, but it was one of these news outlets. Um, and they pretty much quoted something that Elon Musk said, which was saying that a lot of young people are going into finance and law and more people should go into innovation. So yes, innovation is the last thing that I'm going to talk about. There have been some business success stories that came out of the last financial crisis. So um, businesses like Uber, Instagram, WhatsApp, Slack, they were birthed after the financial crisis. Um, so the fact that youth unemployment might suffer as a result of this whole pandemic might just create an opportunity for people to look into less structured employment um, and create opportunities for themselves pretty much. Innovation is quite scary and it can be risky as well um, but if, if you get it right <laughs> and <laughs> there's no formula to innovation really but it could be very rewarding so you really never know. I definitely do not want to downplay the severity of the potential impacts of coronavirus on graduates. Um, but at the same time, I don't want to be all bleak about it um, because there definitely are opportunities in the midst of the world's chaos. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Um, thank you so much for listening. And happy Mental Health Awareness Week as well. I hope you are keeping safe and taking care of yourself. And look out for some posts on the Marketplace Cafe's Instagram. That's 
at the dot marketplace cafe sending you lots of love see you on saturday with the news recap at the end of the working week